The voice of one crying the wilderness Prepare the way of the Lord Make straight in the desert a highway for our God The voice of one crying the wilderness Prepare the way of the Lord Make straight in the desert a highway for our God The voice of one crying Alright, so um I know that the Lord will bring an emphasis by His Spirit. See, always does. But I also have a strong feeling that uh, someone might have a question or something that's been on their mind. Something now we have an hour and a half for the second service. I know some of you be in it, but we'll have to maximize it. Something related to the workings of the church and all that. I'll just give a minute to see if uh, something really bothering someone, you know, can be theological, it could be anything, and you would like to ask. Let me see your hand. So I will ensure that, just make sure that it's not shyness or the biblical word, timidity, that makes you not say anything. Doors open and doors close. Raise the hand properly. Don't act as they was broken before the foundation of the world. Now go to chin on to there. Okay, sir. Um, this is something that has been bothering me. I know. Yes. <laughs> so about uh, when Saul went to the witch of Endor to inquire. Yes. Why was why was Samuel able to be involved. And we are streaming live, right? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Simple, clear question. Give Micah. He's there. But let, let me say this first and foremost. I've answered this a bit extensively. What year would that be? 2018? 17, 18? 19? You have to listen to the old messages. I could should take one hour preaching about why you need to listen to the messages from the past. Think of it like reading the Bible. You don't come and say, where are the new scriptures? And you can't say what is being said now is more important than what was said before. The emphasis. When I say emphasis, because I constantly refer to things that have been said before, but the way an emphasis works is time is taken to explain. And why many things were explained much better in the years past is that Everybody was new to a lot of what I was teaching. They had not heard many of those things before. Therefore, I had to take my time and open the scriptures one after another. Now, many times thereafter, reference is made to these same things a bit superficially. Okay? I don't dwell on it as much as I did in the early days because I've repeated it, I've added, I've padded it, I've added additional aspects to it over the last four or five years as evidence, you know, corroborative, you know, you're confirming passages, you're saying, do you notice this? Can you remember that? Good. So this further proves it. This. But by 2022, when I'm speaking of those things, 
I think about, you know, am I going to spend an hour and a half now to and start discussing that? So, I won't say much. You will have to dig. Why we still need volunteers to help us uh, extract the, the synopsis, the different points addressed in messages is to help make it easier for people to access. So if we have it out, we can easily search for it and say, okay, go and listen to 22nd July 2018. The answer is there. Makes it so much easier. All right. Let's have, uh, we have it cataloged, but again, more details, please. Because um, you need to know things. Why should you know things? Because some of you will have experiences similar. If you don't know, how will you handle it? Today's one of us, someone, one of our members had an experience with ancient beings. What will you do when it's you? Why you need to know the scriptures? So there's a problem in much of the church of God worldwide, and it is making a difference between the Bible and our lives, which we should not do. Acting like in the Bible something happened. Everything that's happening in the Bible is happening to people, whether you are aware of it or not. You can't just want the clear parts or the nice parts to happen. The uncomfortable parts, the confusing parts are also happening. People are seeing angelic beings and afraid they will die. Like Manoah, the parents of Samson. People are being caught up in experiences. People are going to sciences with mediums and their purported old relatives are manifesting and talking to them. So why we need to pay attention to scripture is because it will help us have a clue of what, not just what has been, but what is and what may be in your life or the life of a loved one or someone you're responsible for in some way. And part of how to prepare, almost the only way to prepare is to have known about it before, engaged with the Lord about it. Micah, ask your question. So I came across Revelation, when I was reading Revelations to the Lord Jesus' words to the church in Ephesus, what really struck me and bothered me was the fact that the Lord commended this church for their work, their endurance, and their discernment of apostles. Like they actually, I would say they actually knew the scriptures enough well to test these apostles and see that they're liars. But the issue there was when he told them that I hold this against you, that you left your first love. And I know I've heard this before, but so how how is it actually possible that somebody is actually doing works, you know, works that are quite pleasing to the Lord, but he's not able to discern that I don't know whether it's the condition of the heart that the first love is gone and all. Because that was what the Lord held against that church. And also when I look at that, the trade that the Lord gave to them was that he's going to what he said he's going to bring on them is he's going to remove their lampstand from his place, which is like I, when I read this, it was like, 
is the Lord telling them that, see, you guys, there are six other churches. So there's six other churches. See if you guys will not come back and love me. And it was it pretty disturbed me for some time. So I wanted to ask about that first love. How can we look what at What was self? it? Good. Thank you. Yes. What year did I teach it? 19? That late? The seven churches. Okay, good. So, yours is easier because you'll go to when I was teaching on the churches in the book of Revelation. Okay? So they say it's about June. You can get that easily by the time the meeting is over. No, go and listen to it, you know, line by line, point by point. Everyone, do this. Don't be lazy. It's wrong to, rather than go to the kitchen and come out with a plate of food, you stop by your brother or sister's plate and scoop. Give me one spoon now. You know some of you. Don't do that spiritually. You're going to be malnourished. You'll have haphazard bits of knowledge and you'll be very confused. All right? The much I'll say about those two questions is first, yours is easier. First, love. Some have said it was love for one another. They didn't love one another. Others have said they did not love God enough. The truth is, there's, well, I don't know if I should say the truth is because <laughs> if there's contention, now there are some things that there's contention about. There are things that there's no contention at all the lord said he knew their work and their perseverance in verse 2 of revelations chapter 2. he knew that they don't tolerate wicked people which means it's really important to the lord that you do not tolerate wicked people he knew they had endured hardship for his name in the third verse yet i hold this against you in verse 4 you have forsaken the love you had at first, you have abandoned your first love. Consider how far you have fallen. Take note of what follows. Repent and do the things you did at first. Did you see that? You see, it's not an emotion he's talking about. It's a set of actions. Did you notice before was a series of actions Start from verse 2. If you're writing, right? I know I'm going to say something new in addition to what I said before. So pay attention. I know your what? Deeds. Give me a synonym for deeds. Works. Another one? Actions. Are we together? What does the Lord know? What they do. Now the scriptures are clear that the Lord Himself says that when He comes, he would judge every man according to their, their deeds, works, actions. Many in the body of Christ believe they would judge, be judged according to their belief. But the scriptures are full and super clear. Jesus said it over and over again. The apostles said it. The book of Revelation super emphasizes it. You won't be judged according to your belief. You will be judged according to your deeds, your actions. Belief has to do with whether you have been forgiven by receiving in faith the justification available through the blood. Praise God. 
This is what wipes away your past sins. That's the language of scripture, past sins. Because of time, you can't open everything. Just note, if I emphasize, you can write it down. You live here, you take your phone, your laptop, you type in past sins. You see the scripture, it will pop up. Past sins are washed away by the blood and you receive it in faith by asking and then the righteousness of the Lord becomes yours. It's the Passover. That's what the blood of the Lamb is for. For cleansing, okay? Justification by faith. This deals with the past. This is what you can't handle. You cannot, you can never do anything to wipe away the full effect of what you have done. The harm you have caused, the evil you have spoken, the people you have hurt, the harm you've done to yourself, the blasphemy you've brought against God, all the evils, everything about you that is bad and evil has to be removed here. It has to, there's nothing you could do that makes you forgiveness worthy. Because if you had killed someone, or if you had stolen from someone, or had raped someone, or seduced someone, how are you going to undo it by doing something? There's no hope. And if you're going to be punished according to what you have done, in the past then all will be proven to have sinned and fallen short of the glory the problem is that some people say no i am not i'm not really bad i've not really done so much evil you don't know the effects of even slight actions that you carry out you don't know the ripple effect you can tell a lie in nigeria an example i've used in the past against him she can tell a lie against him because she was angry with him for a short while she said did he give you the the money i sent to you which money please leave me alone i don't want that guy that guy and he had given her and she's so angry she just wants to hurt him and the person that sent the money to you which you have received is in the united states or no, let's say Lagos. And that person had received it from a relative in the United States. And already was envious that they even gave it through him. Was already carrying, harboring envy. So, what happened? The person in Lagos is fuming and calls the one in the United States. Do you know he didn't give that money? I told you that family. I told you. You don't like listening when they advise you. Why would you send money to through bah, 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 bah. just because this one said she didn't directly say he didn't give me he said which money i mean leave me leave that guy that is a nonsense guy because he's angry with him maybe one small thing something happened why lagos talks to the one in the u.s the one in the u.s determines i will never send money to these people your family again they ever asked me for anything so let's say two hundred thousand came to him 100,000 was to come to him, him and his family. In her brief anger, the ripple effect hits Lagos, hits the U.S. A decision was made for life. 
because of that, his second and third child, which were still in school, didn't get the support they had hoped to be getting from that person in the U.S. They dropped out of school. The girl became a, almost a prostitute. The guy joined a cult for a semi-lie. So let me say something I've always said. Don't ever assess sin and say this is the effect of it. You have no clue about the effect of your sin. You don't know if people have committed suicide because of something you did eight years ago, two years ago. You, do, you have no clue. Don't try to track the effect of what you've done. You won't be happy. Thank God we can't track it. But I'm trying to explain why you must understand that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We act as though we, we know, well, what I did wasn't so bad. You have no clue of how much bad has been born of your actions. Later on, she makes peace with him. But that person has determined in the United States. After all, she does not know the head. Determined. And the next time, his family members, his children, they reach out and say, Oh, auntie abroad, this thing. He said, uh, she doesn't, she opens the email, sees it, and doesn't answer it. She stops communicating. Because someone was angry and lied by withholding information. Ripple effect. The ripple effect is what I call it. The ripple effect is not something you can, you can control. It's why all sin is evil. And it's why we should not sin. Now, my emphasis is not on the sin, but how do you deal with this? How ca what can you possibly do in called works to reverse this damage you've done? The girl has already done 18 abortions. Even if you get to hear it later, you're there, you travel, or you're talking on WhatsApp, video call or something with the lady outside the country. And she's talking and she said, ah, this man even mentioned that I've not heard from you for a very long time. You know, he was even asking me, okay, that I have not heard anything. He said, leave that man, leave that man. That man is not a good man. And you don't even know it's what you said to the person here that makes it. You know, he said, eh, eh, what do you do? He said, don't worry, don't worry, leave him. The nonsense man. My, my, my relative told me. You still don't know it's you that planted the seed that resulted in that. You now think it's confirmation. Everybody confirm each other in nonsense. You don't even know you're the source of this absolute mistrust and hate, hatred for someone. Are you understanding me? Now, don't be distracted. Keep your eyes on me. I am explaining why your past sins must and can only be forgiven by having faith in Jesus Christ. This is what it means when they say works will not save you. You can't stand up and start doing good. She can't stand up and start doing good to a, a 200 people to wipe away the effect of her sins. Do you understand this? Never can works save you. You have to have faith in Jesus for justification. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I couldn't cleanse my sin no matter what I did. That is why you don't do penance to get forgiveness. That's why you don't decide, I'm going to go and now be uh, join a monastery or a convent. I'm going to go around serving people. I'm going to go around helping people. I'll spend the rest of the days of my life uh, um, in seclusion, praying. I'll take vows of poverty and chastity. I am going to do this. and It does not remove what you've done. You can't track it. Is this clear? 
So have you heard all this emphasis on the past about how you can't be saved by works? This is what it means. You can't get forgiven by any actions you take from your past sins. Any argument? Those who refuse to believe this and say, I'm going to make it up to you. I'm going to make it up to them. I'm going to make myself acceptable by doing good things are rejecting the free gift of grace that wipes away all your sins like you never committed them that makes god look at you and say she didn't do anything wrong how i covered it with the blood to atone means to cover <sighs> cover means cover you understand the difference between deleting and covering so when the lord looks it's been covered he sees the blood What's the blood? A sign of death. What is the wages of sin? Death. She has atoned for her sin by receiving the just recompense. She's killed for the wages of sin is death. But since she does not want to be killed, she needs to be alive to do God's will, the killing of the Son of God is taken and used to represent her. My Lord, for the sin committed, death has been executed. Are you sure? Yes. As your word says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Blood has been shed. By who? Not by her, but the one who came, whom the Father gave due to his love for the world, to remove. So when you turn and look, there's blood, death. I hope justice has been done. Yes, justice has been done. She's dead in Christ. She can now say, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Now, she should say that. Most people only take the I have been crucified with Christ part. Galatians 2. And they refuse to say it's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So the life she now has, which is proper discipleship Christianity, is for the one who died for her. So when he now says, can you go to Abak for me and pick three things? I want you to go and talk to seven people in the back for me. You're supposed to go? Yes, sir. You wouldn't even be alive. He feels he has a right to you. Because the life you're living now is borrowed life. It's the life of Christ. I've addressed past sins. This is this place. By faith, just by asking, Lord, I believe. I confess. You are Lord. You are the master of everything. I believe that God raised you from the dead after you died for me now i'm buried with christ romans 6 in death and raised to newness of life so i just took she, what she's done by faith is she takes herself joins to jesus long after he died two thousand years ago she joins david in his day was looking towards the future blessed is the man against whom the lord does not hold Sin, iniquity, Psalm 32. He, David looked forward and believed in his Redeemer. Job, my Redeemer lives, and I'll see him. They looked forward in faith. 
and took his work as faintly as he understood it and used it to receive atonement for their sins. We have come after he has done it, believing that he has paid the price. We run in the spirit. We join, we stand behind him. So it's like, no, they've paid the price. They have been put to death. They, they can't be held. In law, there's something they refer to as the law against double jeopardy, that you cannot be punished twice for the same offense. Saying it loosely. So if she, she has died through his vicarious work, his representative death for her and for all, all you need to do is believe it. The money has been put into your accounts. Now you must go and withdraw it. It's been put in the account for everybody on earth. But only those who believe, those who go and withdraw can use it. You can have 100,000 in the bank and not eat for three days. Simply because you don't know, that's ignorance. That's why you must preach to people and explain to them and tell them about the forgiveness of Jesus for their sins. Or unbelief. So ignorance and unbelief. Ignorance, times of ignorance, God winked at. Now he commands everyone to repent. So unbelief works this way. They tell you there's 100,000 in your bank account in your poverty-stricken life, and you say it's a lie. And they explain, and they say they made it available for everyone. Why don't you just ask? Why don't you believe? You can only withdraw it through the ATM card called belief, and you refuse. That is why people will be rejected by the Lord. That's what it means, that you were not saved in your spirit because you refused to collect what is available. It was explained to you, or, you know, you got to know about it. And you said, no, it doesn't work like that. Religion is a crutch. I'll not lean on anybody or pretend that that can result in my being forgiven. How can that happen? Do you know what I've done? Because of that, you give account yourself. But if you had fallen behind Jesus, his death would have paid the price. This is what being an unbeliever or a non-believer is. You refuse to accept the atoning work of the Messiah, the one who came to save. You refuse. Now, most people don't understand what it means to be born again. I have explained it just now. So if you're here, it, oh no, since I was born, I've been in church. I mean, a member of this, I've joined this, I've done many, I've even, done, you can be a, an evangelist without being born again. Go and ask John Wesley of Methodist fame. He did not have this understanding. He was a preacher. Many around the world, that's how they are pastors, they are not born again. They are not washed by the blood. They are trying to do good things to be accepted. You don't do good things to get forgiven. You believe on the one who died in your place. And you ask him. It's as simple. Romans 10 from verse 6 said the word is in your mouth. You don't need to ascend to heaven to get it. You don't need to descend into the depths of the earth to get it. The word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart. That God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Verse 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you mean uh, I'll be forgiven just based on that promise God made? Yes. Ha. 
You mean I don't have to do all the things in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers? No. For by the law, no one is justified. What we are trying to attain here is called justification. That is the ability to stand before God, accepted. And God doesn't say, I am of two pure eyes to behold evil. Depart, do not come near me. Access, that you can be a child of God. You must be justified. Justification is acquired by faith. Only, you can't do anything to get it. Is this not? The moment you say, no, no, I don't believe that. I have to do this, this, this. Maybe God will accept me. You are despising him. Picture a rich senator that came home during these holidays. And he says, every student should come. I have a scholarship for them. And everyone comes. And he gives you 200,000 naira each. And you hear it, you don't believe it. Say, just like that. They said, just like that. All you have to show is that you are a student. You believe it. You want it. You agree you're a student. Spiritually, that would be agree that you're a sinner. All those who say, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. I repeat, as I explained earlier, you don't know what you have done so far. You have no idea of the damage you have caused in this world. You have no idea. There's every level of damage you can cause from the earliest days. Do you know the day? I don't want to tell you. You were well fed. You ought to have slept. But the wicked spirit from Adam and Eve, your first parents, is worrying you. So that's how you cried and caused trouble. Not because you couldn't lie down on the bed, but you want someone to sleep and carry you around. You're not sick. There's nothing wrong with you. That is how your father did not sleep well. And that is why when he was driving, he had an accident. I hit someone. Everybody's life did like went left from that day. You were one year old. You caused that. You're like, no, no, wow. No, no. You can't blame a baby. God knows, baby, that, you, that your utter selfishness is why your father dozed off on the steering and couldn't see, was drowsy, and hit that girl. She fell and her waist. The money that went into that, the problems, I'm just saying that to say, don't, don't try to go into point out how you're not a sinner. You don't even know how you, you couldn't handle sin. That's why God took it and handled it himself. All have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Not some. All. I'm not talking about the blatant wickedness. I have, I'm doing this. That is clear. I'm talking about even the one, the person that thinks, no, <laughs> what have I really done? <laughs> you have no clue. It is why we all need Jesus to forgive the sin. It's why we need him. Need. Why should we? Because this is the way God has appointed. There is no other name given under heaven, asked for, by which men may be saved. There is no other way. No, how come you know? God said there is no way. No, if I'm a Hindu and I do this and I do that, if I do this, if I do this, you can't do anything to wipe away your sins. For they have already been committed. I have explained to you the grace of God. Pray. Available to those who believe. The price you pay is believe it. Are we clear on that? Any further clarification needed on that? Any question on that? What it means to be saved by grace? Yes, yes, yes. Raise your voice. Go ahead. So please, what of in case of restitution? Oh, I said on this. I'm about to move to the next level. So restitution is not in this dimension. Any question on the freeness of grace or forgiveness or how 
past since. Raise the hand properly. You came late. So if you ask me any question, I already answered. Be, good question. Because God decided it would be free. Very good question. They asked why is grace free? Because God decided to. Who remembers the parable where men came to walk? And some started walking by six in the morning. And the Lord said, I will pay you this amount. Have you heard that parable before? Some came by nine. Some came by twelve. Some came by three. Some came by five. When he was paying them, he paid the people that came by five in the same amount. The people that came by six and one say, I don't understand. Wait, 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 wait. That's what it means to be walks minded. We, I can't even talk. <laughs> Brutus, talk. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We've been under this sun. <laughs> I mean, see, he, he asked him, how much did I agree to pay you? How much? 3,000. How much is that in your hand? 3,000. So that I choose to pay her 3,000 naira too. Are you angry? That I am good, the goodness of God has determined He will forgive everybody. If you don't like it, find the nearest cliff. Take a running dive. I'm going to forgive everyone the same. Me, me, me that just did two bad things. I've told you you didn't do two bad things. You've been doing evil since you were born. You have no clue of what you have done. You don't, I don't want to give an example so some of you don't start feeling guilty and thinking and all that. <laughs> You don't know what you have done. You, you, you will never know what you have done. Maybe in the age to come, you stand before God and say, Lord, can I have a clue of, I just want to, just show me a little film of three things I did that I have no clue of. Why do you think the Bible says confess your sins? If we confess your sins in First John 1, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He doesn't stop there. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You don't even know the unrighteousness. You're not even aware of it. So he, he doesn't just forgive what you've done. He reaches out and cleans up all, mops up all this nonsense you're creating. Years, years ago when the Lord began to show me an example why uh, our sisters, females, should not dress seductively like Jezebel and all that. Because you walk past. This is real stuff. You walk past in the afternoon. If you like believe, it's 100% true. You walk past wearing, you know, one day I came out here and a young lady passed. Her, the front of her dress was torn from the level of this my, this my shirt was slit, slit like this, you know, long skirt but slit in the front. I've, I've seen things, but this was bad, and it wasn't slit like overlapping. It was wide open like that, you know. So I didn't even understand how she maybe enter her bed and she was walking past, you know, just craziness like that. Now, what you don't know or you know, I, can I say you don't know? I mean, were you born yesterday? Is that as you walk past with that super tight, revealing everything, do just doing what you like. And a, a fellow looks at you. And these days, you can't say a fellow only. Girls too. Girls, spirits of lesbianism, everyone. And they look at you. And the guy starts lost in his seat. He was sitting on the shop there. And he's looking at you and lost it. Lost it and lost. Grips him like this. He starts visualizing. And then he takes his phone, starts looking at pornography. And then he's looking for expression for his lost. And he's building and all that, you know, and the time is 4.30 and work closes and he goes home and he's in the house and this lost and he looks at the neighbor's daughter and there's nobody else in the house and he goes over and says you and grabs her and rapes her. What did, what did you do? Oh, you wore a clothes. Ah, did you wear it in line with the scriptures where it says in First Timothy 2 verse 9 that you should dress modestly and cover up because that's what cosmos, orderly, the word from which you have cosmos. 
cosmetic, from which you have cosmetic. It, 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 it speaks about things being orderly, the orderly arrangement of things. Literally, the Bible says you ought to be properly covered and all of that. No, you don't care about such things. That's the one. That's not the style that is reigning. So you do what you like. Does that guy know your name? He doesn't know your name. But the only reason he raped someone that evening, apart from his own issues, demons, you were the trigger. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have done that that day. Or he wouldn't have done it the next day or the next week or maybe at all. The conditions would have not been right for that to be fulfilled. But you allowed the devil, you disobeyed God's word. So the devil walked through you, stared up, said, look, 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 look. Can you picture if you can just look behind? If you just lift it two inches, imagine what you can see. Imagine. And his mind runs amok, like often does with so many people, constantly. And he satisfies his lust and has just wrecked that girl's life. I just wrecked it. That girl will be damaged, except Jesus helps her. She'll be damaged. For the rest of her life. Because of that, she hates men. She may kill men in the future. She may put poison in men's this and they drink and die. And children become fatherless. And fatherless children become criminals that shoot people dead. You cannot track sin. So don't sin at all. Selfishness, disobedience, we don't know what we do. We have no clue. You've, you must have asked yourself, but what did Eve really do? Is it just to eat food? That's the point. God was trying to show, he did, he did not kill Adam. He disobeyed. You don't know the effect of disobedience. God knows it. So you must not be disobedient. It's that simple. God looked down at this and said, we have to do something about, all right. So you become a man because it's man that committed sin. So man must die. You represent the next generation of man. Man 2.0, the last Adam. You will die for man to forgive all of man. Romans 5, 17, 18, 19. Goes on to tell you. Say, through one man's sin, all were condemned. Through one man's righteous act, all will be justified. It is why it's only Jesus who passed through. God forgives sin because without it, mankind is going to have to be judged. The wages of sin is death. Physical death is how you think, but that's not how death works. The death at work, the sicknesses, the pain, the sorrow, the troubles in this world right now, that is death at work within you. Those who do not accept this, the lake of fire is called the second death, Revelation 20, the second death. So there will be death. Death is the punishment for sin. And the Lord says, I want to save you from that effect of death. So I want to start reversing death. Believe on me and I will reverse the effect of death. One. Second, in the coming age, if you don't believe on me, you refuse. You will die again. You are living in death now. You will be in under death again. In the coming age, that's the second death. That's the lake of fire. This is how why you need the free gift of grace. This is why the word grace is favor. I'm going to work on not using the word grace because the false preaching about grace and teaching is because you don't know what the word means. You act like it's some to find grace in someone's eyes means to find favor in your hand. For God's sake, God gave us favor. 
to favor someone. You've heard people talking say, I didn't do anything. I just found favor. That's exactly what grace is. God looked at mankind and chose to favor them. The gift of grace is called. The gift of favor. I'm going to favor you. It's okay. It's okay. Bring, bring it. Bring what you have. You don't have anything. You have something. Bring yourself. Just walk down here. Good. Give her 200,000. And so the senator sends you a like, What? Now someone doesn't believe it, refuses to go to the senator's house or goes to the senator's house and starts telling, asking questions around. Please, what, what work can I do? Uh, what work can I do? What, can I work in the kitchen? Can I clean the compound? Can I do this? Can I do that? And they say, uh, well, there are things to do, but we are not employing people now. Please, you can leave. When you leave, what are you leaving with? Zero. Do you go to the house? Yes. What do you leave with? Nothing. The other people come there. Did they come to ask for what work they can do? No. They went, say, I, I, I heard, I heard you're giving scholarship. I, I came for the scholarship. Oh, go inside. Go right in. You, you got there. You didn't ask for what you were told. Because you couldn't believe that he can just give it to you. So he started talking about, um, uh, I'm very good at cutting grass. So they thought you were a laborer looking for a job. So they sent you on your way because you couldn't humble yourself to ask for the gift of grace, even though you had heard it. Again, I repeat, this is what many have done in many churches, in many places. Under the Roman church for the longest time, this was what was taught. It's why the world was also so dark. Because the belief was that you must do something, penance, you must do something to attain, to climb up into acceptance. But you are not meant to do anything other than believe and come. I've given this extensive preamble just to answer the question in Revelation chapter 2. Where then does works come in? Give me Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, 9 and 10. The book of Ephesians chapter 2, 8, 9 and 10. For it is by grace you have been Saved, first stage salvation. Salvation is of spirit, soul, and body. First Thessalonians 5, verse 23. God wants your whole spirit, soul, and body to be blameless. But it starts with the spirit. And it's only acquired for free by believing. Only. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace, by favor, you've been saved through faith. Where is faith? You see, it's all in the same dimension. This not from yourself. It is the gift of God. It's a gift. You show up, you collected the gift. That's all. Not by works. Can I do this? Should I do this? I have been doing this. See, listen, since I heard this announcement, I started cutting all the grass outside his fence. Have you noticed? I've cut the, you didn't notice. Security, come and see now. Do, do you see all the grass that was outside his fence? I'm the one that has cut it. Do you see those people that used to be on this road uh, wearing dirty clothes? I'm the one that gave them clean clothes. You see, they are now clean. I am the one. What are you doing? It's not by works. So that no one can boast. God's intention is that you cannot say, well, you know, I used to be a sinner like everyone, but, you know, I did it, uh, 17 things in a period of just one week. The Lord looked at me and said, she's something. Letter in. No. No. That's what those guys were saying. We've been walking under bearing the brunt of the sun. Not for the gift. There's a different thing. You don't do. It is of my good grace, I choose, I'll give you 3,000, that you did something 
has nothing to do with what I was intending when I told you, come and walk in my vineyard. The acceptance was free. What you now did, the rest is up to me. If I live up to my part, if I give you, not for the things you did, but of my own kindness. To be honest, that parable is best applied. I, want, I used it to show you the goodness of God. But you can't, it's not about forgiveness of sin. It's about God accepting the Gentiles. The Jews have been following the Lord for a long time, serving him for long, from the time of Abraham. And then God comes towards the end of the days. He says, go out to the end of the world. Call everyone into my house. Do you remember when he sent them to invite people and they say, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. He said, going to the highways, the byways, get any kind of person. So their issue was, why should they receive the same thing, the same promises the Jews were given? We are the special ones. That's why Jesus told that parable. That's what it means, the specific interpretation of that parable. Are you understanding? It's about timing, about those coming in late, that he will give them the same gift. He's not going to give them a lesser Messiah. He'll give them the same Messiah. All right. For step back, is not by works, so that no one can boast, that no flesh may boast glory in his presence. God does not, that's First Corinthians chapter 2. God has chosen the weak of this world. The, this, God purposely does it. God does not want people boasting where he is. He doesn't want you to say it's because, because, because. He's actually, no. Because nothing. It's chapter one. It's, you know, he doesn't want you able to be. This is for acceptance as his child. As forgiveness for sin. Where does works come in? Verse 10. The next verse. Next step. This is phase one. Now, let's go to the next stage. For we are God's workmanship. God is working. That gift that was given is because he's working. So first he gives a gift. You come in. Like that senator. You got the 200,000 because you believe. Does that mean he cannot talk to you again or tell you to do anything for him? You can't say, eh. When he now tells you, please, can you help me um, draft something? What do you read, law? Could you please help me draft something? For the other guy that came with you, yes, that guy needs help. His landlord has been tormenting him. Adding that, so we draft a simple tenancy agreement for him. It will protect him against the, the shenanigans of his landlord. Yeah, you, you're the medical student. Please, could you just clerk, just check that woman, that middle-aged one that stepped out before you. Check her and diagnose what might be her problem. You did engineering. There's a job I have. I'm trying to build a small shed there. Civil engineering. Can you handle it? Okay. Handle it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you. We'll agree on something. Is this why he gave you the 200000 What I mean is, can you, if you say you won't do it, will he now take back the 200000 No. He gave you first. Amongst the reasons he gave you is so it can empower you. Amongst the reasons he gave you so it can empower you. So you are empowered to do the things you are created to do. That's what verse 10 is saying. Let me read it now. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Why did he involve you? you he wants you to be able to do good works. Why did you need the scholarship? Because without it, you're too hungry running around everywhere. Entering trouble. Is that clear? He has removed your excuse. Do you understand? 
He has removed your excuse. I'm a sinner. There's nothing I can do. I can't help myself. I'm just a sinner. I'm just a sinner. He's just useless. Have I ever finished helping myself? How can I help anybody else? He said these good works that God prepared in advance as our way of life. When did he prepare it? In advance. Actually, it's not when you showed up that he decided, oh, I'll give them 200,000. No, he had a plan. He's not disorganized. He would like to help you and make you a source of help to others. How is that a bad thing? He helps people. He wants you to also help. This help is called good work. And when you came into Christ Jesus and got that gift of grace, that favor, as you left there, his word to you is freely you have received, freely give, imitate me, be kind, do unto others as you want done to you. As Jesus said all this thing, I showed you grace freely. Show people grace. Is this wrong? Were you shown grace first? Or do you have to do something to get the grace? You got grace freely. Now he wants you to go and show grace. This is works. Good works. God prepared it in advance. He didn't give you kindness so you come and sit down and sit here and talk about and release songs about the kindness of the Lord. It's so wonderful. The kindness of the Lord. Everyone say, it's so wonderful. Can we say it? The kindness of the Lord. It's so wonderful to me and to you. The kindness of the Lord. Brethren, we're here to just acknowledge the kindness of the Lord. We are delighted. Stand up. You are singing together. Stand up, guys. Stand. 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 Just stand. Stand there for me. I'm coming. Lift your hands. The kindness of. And we are together in this thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please let me pass. Uh, you are looking at me and wondering what happened. Am I saved by works? I can do anything. Why are you looking at me as though the kindness of God has been taken away from me? I can push people. I can. I can do anything I like. Can I can I can see? Listen to me. Even if I sleep with you, <laughs> see, say grace. Do you not understand that the kind? Thank you. You want to sue me? <laughs> the kindness of the Lord should not allow me. You can't. The difference you're making between what you claim to have received and what you are living is where there's a problem. Listen, listen, it doesn't matter what you do. Mm -mm. What you're doing that does not line up with what you were prepared for in advance as a way of life. God knows you're reckless, you don't care about people, you're very selfish. That after you talk about his kindness, his grace, that you have the ability to show none. So he begins a process by showing you that kindness. Romans 2. Do you not know that the kindness of the Lord is pulling you to metanoia, repentance, a change of thinking of how you think about other people? I showed you kindness because I want you to change how you behave. The goal 
of the grace is works that are good. It was not for nothing. Those people that came, when they came, by the last hour, were shown the same kindness with the people that came before. So they can go and do similar to what the others do. So they don't say, I would have done more. If not that, the Jesus they gave us was the remaining Jesus from the main Jesus that was given to. So he gives you the same because he wants similar fruit from you too. Are you understanding? Now back to Revelation chapter 2, the church in Ephesus. I know your works. Some people took what I just explained and said, this is all about Christianity. This is it. Stop trying to do anything. How utterly blind and confusing. The only reason you got that kindness is so you will be kind. You, you know how kindness works. Trees bear fruit after they are kind. So if you, you, your own fruit seems too weird forever, the right question according to Matthew 7 is, come, which tree do you say you fell from again? The tree of Jesus. If it's the tree of Jesus, why, why, why come you, you produce poisonous fruit? The tree of Jesus. Did God show you kindness? I don't, you know, one reason why some people misbehave a lot. They don't really believe they've been forgiven. And I'm really serious. Some people don't believe they've been forgiven. If you have, you find it easier to forgive people. Either you don't believe you're a sinner, really. Many, that happens to older Christians. After a while, after you've been born again for a while, you start thinking, no, it wasn't really bad. It's a horrible trap. That's when you start falling into all sorts of things. Because you start forgetting where you came from or what you were forgiven of. And so you find it very hard to extend grace to people. You're like, why should they? Have you forgotten you may have been worse? So if they are not saved or forgiven either, yet, maybe you should lead them to Christ. But if they are saved and forgiven and they are growing, but struggling, you grew too. Some people grow faster than some, but still, you must never forget, never forget. The Lord said he knows your deeds. Your labor works, works. Labor. He didn't say, I know your faith. Because this is past. Why are we talking about it? You know I forgave you. We know everybody. What? You're part of my church. Don't. Is this what we are discussing? You've come to know the truth. That's why you did the new deeds you were doing. You labored and you persevered. You guys have tried. Efficient, efficient church. I know you cannot tolerate those who are evil. And you've tested. You know, to test things takes time. It takes effort. And exposed as liars, those who falsely claim to be apostles. You've exposed. You've, you've, you've shown. These people, apostles, they, they said, God sent me to you. It doesn't mean they are not Christian preachers. I've explained this when you listen to the message. It just means that God did not send them. That message they brought, God did not bring it. It may be a Christian message, but it may not be what God wants to say to you now. It's something else. And they brought it like, you know, the Lord sent me, I come here with a word, a word about this and that. And the actual word, which you see from the mouth of the Lord here, was that they should return to their first love. But the person showed up and said, the Lord sent me here to encourage you that you guys are amazing. That there's nothing lacking. All you have to do is continue as you are now and you'll be fine. Would that be true? Because when the Lord brought the message, that's not what he said. You guys are amazing. I mean, we've heard of you in all the churches. Look at, look at this list. You guys are the bomb. And God is saying, I will remove your candlestick. 
and you're praising them. Oh, do preachers do this? Go to a church and praise it and praise it and praise it and receive no word from the Lord. How would they invite you back? Who would invite you back? You come to a church instead of preaching a street. Oh, it's amazing. I've seen your structure. Amazing. Such gentle and sweet people. I mean, from the airport. Oh, wow. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys are doing great work. The whole city, hell of you. You know, when I go back, I'll take greeting. I will, oh, ah, oh, ah, praise, 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 praise. And I just bring a word that the Lord will bless you. The Lord, hey. They love you. They can't wait for next year's convention. You bring two or three remas they have not heard before. Did you know that in the book of this, that this means this? Yes, this means this. When they were saying the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. They were saying, Elijah, 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 Elijah. Everybody goes, the Lord is God. Oh, they just say Elijah after the fire fell. Lord is God. Oh, wow. Come, sir. So what? Let's presume it's true. I have no argument with it. This is actually in the Bible. You didn't know they were saying the Lord is God. After Elijah fell from, you think that's real. I just told you something. I'm saying, so what? How, how does that affect my life as a Christian? That you've shown me something that, mm, I didn't notice that, but oh, wow, wow. So therefore, that they actually say, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah. Everybody, start, you see people standing up and tell, ah, shut up. What's wrong with you? Someone really tell me, so what? That, that Rema, apart from you just seeing something new, what did he do for you? What does he do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Those are the kind of Rema's touch with like, weird stuff. That has no purpose. But I tell you that Jesus did not pick a king like I did years ago and told you, I saw. He wove it. He made it. He made the whip. Then I give, why does that matter? Oh, why it matters is because God, you think things just happen. No, God plans it. He thought it through and went through the process of preparing the source of discipline. So before the Lord lashes you, know that you have been misbehaving for a good while. And if you had sense, when he was making the king, if your eyes have been on Jesus, you have started packing your money <laughs> and left the place. That is why that revelation matters. You learn from it. Now, did you just know Jesus made a king? He made it. Look at it and I read it for you. Chanty, have you seen it? Amen. It does nothing for anybody. So you bring something that gives light and direction. That's what matters. But if that man comes to that church, you know, as I approached, you know, as he was entering or he sat down and he began to listen to the Lord, or if it's like me in my own situation, where nothing till I stand here. And then I open my mouth and start talking. And then he begins to say, you know, the church in Ephesus looked like everything was fine. Who is going to be jumping and shouting? He said, I'll remove your candlestick. Church of the remnant, listen to the word of the Lord. You might have achieved great things in this city and beyond. Your renown covers the internet. But the Lord is saying, if you do not change your ways and return to your personal, in 10 years you won't even exist. For as I stood here, I saw like a bomb, the building exploded. There are dead bodies on the street, signs of war everywhere. And the Lord said, it's because of you. Who is going to be jumping? Talking. And who said they invite you next year? Except the servant of God there. Fears the Lord and loves him. 
People will be asking at the time, people are whispering, what is going to say? <laughs> when they're having pastors, they say, who invited, who, who brought that man? Who saw the pastor? Every guy is you. Oh, guy, you have to be careful. You know, many of these so-called prophetic people, they don't know the proper ministerial ethic, the protocol of ministry. You do not just come and begin to rebuke a church. It doesn't matter that God spoke to him. Because Elijah has to come and say, Ahab, sorry, I know the process. I'll pass this file through you. If you just sign and approve, I may bring a word to the people about the Lord being God, not bow. I don't know. Do you approve? Ahab says, I'll show Jezebel. Let's see what she thinks. <laughs> I am not saying that you just go to a church and start rebuking carelessly. But if God does give you a word, and if they invited you, and if, you know, and you, I mean, like happened, say, uh, you could say, as I stood here, I got a WhatsApp. Can I, can I share freely? There are things you get, you tell people behind, which is often why you say it behind, you say it privately, one on one, you say it, but there's a situation where there's no time for that. And a servant of God tell, and these things have happened to people. A, a junior pastor, his senior pastor traveled, left the church gym. He used that time, preached to them and dragged them away. And formed the new church. By the time the pastor came back, you know, all sorts of things. And two years later or something, I don't know how long. It's, it, you know how a church is there and invite someone to preach. Now is that former junior, that former junior pastor that invited a preacher. Now the preacher does not know necessarily about this, but he's hearing the Lord say judgment is coming. <laughs> now the Lord knows what she did, but nobody else knows or others know. But this invited prophetic. Someone God does not know. And this is the word of the Lord. Say, if you are wise, you take it. And truly, the church shut down a short while thereafter. Those things do happen. The works of the Lord, Revelation 2, you have tested and exposed as liars those who falsely came to be apostles. I was giving an example of someone claiming God sent me here with a word. A very common statement. And sometimes they are lying. And you don't know. You think when it says, falsely claim to be apostles, it means they are not Christians. No, the man may be an evangelist, he may be a teacher, he, just, he can teach something, but he pretends to have been sent with a word. That's falsely claiming to be a sent one. The word apostolos, a sent one. Then sometimes no one sends them, they are just on a preaching circuit. Do you know pastors send, tell people, I can come and share, I can, do you know they reach out to other preachers and ask to come and say, oh, oh, brother, this thing, I, I dreamt, I, I, oh, pastor, this thing, I have a word from the Lord for you, for your congregation. As I stood in the presence of the Lord this morning, he spoke to me. Is there any time within the month? And the person out of sincere, oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. So the efficient church had had people reach out like that, that God sent them the same way he sent Paul and Barnabas and Silas, and God had not sent them. Is this clear? They were not sent to build any foundation. They were not sent to do anything. They could have come as a teacher and said, I'd like to share with you, but they lied. Oh, the Lord sent me. I, I had, they lied. They were pushing their own agenda. Verse 3, without brain weary, you have persevered and endured many things for the sake of my name. This is awesome. It sounds like some of our congregation, you know, most We've endured things. People have endured things here. Persecution. I was speaking about persecution on Friday. Different things have happened. And we've endured it with 
up those back and forth. But, verse 4, is this but that we don't like? But you have to learn to accept the but. I have this against you. You have abandoned your first love. You stop there, you get confused. So we continue reading. So in spite of you having scoring all this you've scored, there's a walk. There's something that is off. Why do we, look at me, why do human beings feel that if you're commended, you shouldn't be rebuked? How does it make sense? You play a tune on a, a musical instrument. That place you went, I shouldn't comment on it when I'm saying, yeah, you did well, you got the, this, uh, this riff, and then you did that, that, that. But that place where you went, was that you have to watch how you handle. Why is there a problem with that? Why? Because you see that one place, that will disqualify. Oh, you can't join the National Orchestra. No, they won't pick you. You'll be removed. The people who play that must be flawless. You must do it so thoroughly and do it so well. And, you're, and, 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 and let them go. Let, let them go to blazes. Uh, them, don't they make mistakes? Oh, God, you're talking much. You'll be removed. Because there are people that can play it without. That's the qualification for being part of that. Not for being forgiven. Not for being justified. But for being chosen. Look at the lower row. Called. That's what justification puts you in the class of, of those called. But in the next category, you must be chosen. That's shortlisted. There's more. That one is gotten through perseverance. Therefore, keep in mind how far you have fallen. That is, in, while I've said all these glowing things about you, can you try and remember where you once were? He's not saying something they don't understand. They were once somewhere. And they were not more, no more keeping in mind. You know, sometimes even in this house, we make recall of the past, of certain things and all that, that people have gotten careless about. That's what it means to keep in mind. Many people don't like being told about when they were doing better. Say, please, don't condemn me. After you spoke to me, I felt so condemned. Who has heard people talk like that? Those are the foolish ones that will be thrown out. Why did you feel condemned? They pointed out, listen, how come you didn't feel condemned when you had a C in a course and your mother or father said, look here, or your friend, your friend, leave your parent. Oh God, look, he's not cool now. Look at it now. See your uh, uh, first year, uh, second year result. B, B, A, B, B. Look at your result now. C, one B. Three C's. This one is almost, I suspect it may have been a D. What was the score? Ah, just one mark. Did you feel condemned? Did you feel condemned? Hypocrite. Wait till you stand at judgment. Let God deal with you thoroughly. You didn't feel condemned. Why? They showed you how you are falling short. Why didn't you feel condemned? Because you want to excel in academics. It's in the work of God and Christianity you don't want to excel. So when they point out how you are falling short, you used to be like this. You used to do this. They show you that you're now scoring C and D, and E, in your work with God, you said, if it was the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't feel condemnation. Is it not your stupid feelings that got you to having this poor result that you're having? I repeat what I said, people. You point out, you, 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 you're trying to help, you, you would like to face your side, but the Holy Spirit has not given you peace. You're trying to help them turn back to the Lord, and, 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 and they turn it, they go and tell someone else, and they say, well, they, they condemn people. Instead of turning back to the Lord, they go, wait, you meet 
you should meet uh, Senate. Why do people never feel condemned about physical? Someone says, look at this uh, 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 last two months. We made 82,000 Naira. This one, 81. How can we fall down to 43,000 Naira? Do you feel condemned? Huh? Do you feel condemned or you're being challenged to do But Yes, we need to market more. We need to do better. When it's the things of God, every lie the devil whispers into your ear, you open your mouth and repeat it. Someone tells you, what, 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 what was she telling you? Say, she, she, she was saying this and that and that. And that, and that. Say, those people have always said, they like condemning people, thinking they are better than other people. So the other person that is your business mentor that advised you, see, you did better last year. Look at my own books. Look at what I did. Did you, you, did you feel condemned? No, you, feel, you said, thank you, man. Thank you so much. I'm going to put in more effort. That's not condemnation. That is because money is involved. You see where your God is. Your belly is your God. You never get offended. Academics, money, business. When is God? I don't think we should be judging. You go know. When you're out on the streets in the spirit, you will know. The spirit and its matters are more important than anything else. So he answered, keep in mind how far you have fallen. How does that sound? You mean I should keep in mind how far I've fallen? How, 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 how gloriously encouraging is that? Did I write this? Did I write the Bible? Did the scripture say you should be keeping in mind how far you have fallen? Look at your neighbor and say, how far have you fallen? Look at them directly. Look at your neighbor. If I see you not looking at them, how far have you fallen? <laughs> if you like, don't keep it in mind. You will meet Jesus in that fallen state. If you keep it in mind now, you can stand up. Have you heard me? The Bible says that the righteous man falls seven times and rises again. Don't lie in wait outside his door. You have the ability with the grace of God to stand up. The only reason you're being shown how you have fallen is so you stand up. Why do you hear it? And instead of stand up, you lie down and say, I'm feeling so condemned. You haven't, been, you will be condemned. You're feeling it. You will be. It's still in the stage of feeling. It will be fulfilled. Then by then, it's not a feeling anymore. You hear yourself sentenced. Be gone. Bam. You hear prison doors close. Crank. Then, then you know that it's not just condemnation. You, condemnation has been executed. It is much better to stand up and do what? Perform the deeds you did at first. He didn't say change your mind. He said perform the deeds. This is what they fell from. They fell from certain deeds they were carrying out when they first loved the Lord. Love not just in word, but in Indeed, the Bible says. So this first love is a set of actions that they carried out. So you are confused about how you have fallen? Please go and check what you used to do for the glory and praise of God in the beginning. List it out. Write it out on paper. Write it out in the book. Write it out. I used to. When I had this gracious, wonderful relationship with God, this is how I used. This is what and what I used to do. Not feelings. Forget feelings. I was in church meetings before they started. I did this. I was friends. I was close to this kind of people or this person and this person. I read my Bible. I went along with this person to do this. I did not communicate with such and so anymore. I did not this thing. I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. List it out. Look at it. Pray. Say, God, help me. 
Look at it. And I'm being very practical. Take it to someone who can help you. Someone in authority and say, these are the things I've fallen from. This is the first law I've fallen from. Don't do nothing. The one thing you don't do is nothing. Perform the deeds you did at the first. He didn't say think about it. Do you know what we do? We sit down and think about it. You think, you think, you think, you think, you think, you think. It's so hopeless. Then you go and drink a Google. Is that what the passage said? Did he say go and commit suicide? He said do, perform, do it. You see, this is why we must read our Bible. I keep telling you. You must read your Bible. The answers are there. But if you do not repent, how do you show the repent? Do you know how we repent? Church of God. <laughs> Lord, let's just begin to repent. Oh, Father God, forgive me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hello, uh, guy. Wait there. Clown. A clown. I've tried to repent. You don't understand. I mean, I've tried. How, how do you try? The, the place said you should perform. Uh, what do you perform? I pray. I pray every day. I pray. I say, God, help me. Did he say pray? He said perform. Do. Now, some of you, if you are very new to the world and all that, you haven't attained anything you've fallen from. So what I'm saying does not apply to you. Forget it. This is your time to attain. Then there are those you have performed, you have experienced. You have done the work that you were saved for, the good work. You've experienced some of it. You've been engaged in doing. God is saying you should go back to doing. A lot of the things that are in your mind will be handled. Just keep it in mind. I've fallen from. Then press towards attaining. If you will do this, you will be well. If you do not repent, he says. I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. This is the most high God talking. What's the lampstand? Chapter 1 tells you it's the church. God said you remove the church. He's talking to a whole group and said, I remove that church will not be there. Is this clear? I'm done. It's different things for different people. But they are similar because they are the first for pursuing the Lord, loving him, seeking his pleasure. Doing, the things you do to further that. Go back to the doing and you will not risk losing your place. Amen. The second question was the first. What was it that ascended? That was your question. Who came out? Why did he come out? They asked him to come out. Didn't you see when they said? It was a witch. So you're presuming, you are, you are sure that it was Samuel, the prophet. Because the Bible says... You don't know that there's a whole group of people that say it's not someone that someone did not come out. They're not aware of that. <laughs> That's interesting. Who did you hear say that it was someone that actually came out? You heard it from me. You just got it from the Bible. Okay. Because I have said it to someone. I mean, I've heard one other person say it. The rest, everybody says it was not someone. They couldn't have summoned someone. The question you now ask yourself, open that passage, is, if it wasn't Samuel, why does the Bible say, in fact, this Samuel that came out, what did he say? Did he come out and say anything? <laughs> did he talk exactly like Samuel? <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any deception in this place. Let me explain. That woman, oh dear, how, oh dear God, Mata Kali Gada. It's time for the second service. We have two minutes left. 
The overflow hall is full, right? First Samuel 28 verse 15. Then Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? I am deeply distressed, replied Saul. The Philistines are fighting against me and God has turned away from me. He no longer answers me, either by prophets or by dreams. So I have called on you to tell me what to do. Why do you consult me, asked Samuel, since the Lord has turned away from me and become your enemy? He has done exactly what he spoke through me. The Lord has torn the kingship out of your hand and given it to your neighbor David. Because you did not obey the Lord to carry out his, nor carry out his burning anger against Amalek. The Lord has done this to you today. Moreover, the Lord will deliver Israel with you into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. And the Lord will deliver the army of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Did all this come to pass? Which Sunday did I teach you about the spirit realm again? Is it up to two Sundays? What first, second service? Hey, don't do this now. It's not long. I was here. I described. I said there's a spirit realm that different people can come here. You can come illegally. And <laughs> it was a Sunday. Now, if you didn't hear that message, you won't understand. The answer is there now. You are here. You are here. They're telling people climb over windows into the spirit realm. They're telling people dig under the ground. That's what a medium is. Don't quarrel with your face now. Say something. And I will be quarreling with face. Since it was Samuel, he's not in the spirit realm. Why was she able to do illegal entrance? Why did he, why was he in the spirit realm? She didn't, he didn't come out. She went to the spirit realm. Go back, go back up. She went to the spirit realm. She went to the spirit realm. Everyone and many, if you learn the tricks, I spoke about it. Listen to the message. When was it? When was that message? Give us the date to make sure you leave it. You haven't heard it? Go and listen to it. And then go to, what's that message called? Windows and from years ago. Doors and windows. Is it? It's a blog. Go on to our website, g-la.org. It's called Doors and Windows. Okay? Read it. I talked about the spirit realm and accessing it. She didn't bring him. Saul was not seeing Samuel. Saul did not see Samuel at any time. She, the medium, that's why it's a medium. Do you know what a medium is? In English, forget, forget uh, a human being. What is medium? What does a medium means? mean? A channel, a an interface, a connection, a means to an end. Oh, the medium by which we communicate with them is primarily uh, WhatsApp. That's literally what a medium is. A person who interfaces with the spirit and the physical realm. What do we call them in the body of Christ? Prophetic people. And they have, if they have the same spirit, so they are interfacing. Mediums are Satan's version. Typically someone who has a prophetic gifting but is serving Satan. Sometimes unwittingly. That is why they can be someone they are not born again, but they have these experiences. And sometimes what they say is right, sometimes wrong. It's mixed up, all of that. And the person may not be a bad person, like evil, wicked. Doesn't want to harm you. It's just there. Just finds that... It seems I can connect to the other side. I've spoken on this many times. We are the ones that presume. So you are busy saying which because they wrote which. A medium. 
there are those who go on to be wicked and do many other things but there are those that do the two then there are those that are just there sometimes it's a child oh from when she was small she's always been able to connect with the other side this is worldwide in every culture there has been this so you must learn to understand the context don't go because they say the witch of endor then you he had killed witches and mediums because the lord had said that they should not practice that but at the same time while it was not being practiced you know very well that they were prophets god does not have a problem with you speaking for him but you have read in the bible many times deuteronomy 13 ezekiel 34 jeremiah 20 where god is saying he's going to punish the prophets when you use your gifting wrongly do you understand you can use your access your gifting the grace it's like picture like a, a a piece of equipment which you're given as a gift some you it seems from when you're small is there or one day you're in a meeting and you notice you started that gift can be abused that's what many servants of god have done they abuse the gift so i'm here with her i have the gift of words of knowledge i use my device in the spirit i cross over i see her i see something about her I, i'm here in the flesh i tell her this will happen this will happen this will happen bring two hundred thousand naira. do you understand this confuses people it shouldn't confuse you a diviner a medium all of them are simply people with a gift originally given by god but satan takes it sometimes and reconfigures it the person's nature is not the person does not serve the lord the person serves his flesh people his belly and that is how a prophet true prophet of god can be like a diviner that's how you can look at balaam and wonder what was balaam a prophet or a diviner the bible calls him good time up have i answered you huh you want to write a PhD dissertation on it i've answered you why did he come no why did she have access to him she crossed over into the spirit realm heard what saul was saying and told him finally he got his word and it was about his death by the next day the realm of the dead the spirit realm pretty easily is where she went to she had the ability she had learned to access however she learned to access whether they went rookie rookie woo, 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 rookie the bible says that others came before me they are thieves and robbers john chapter 10. the lord jesus is the way is the only way through which you should assess the spirit realm the right way it's why in churches all over the world there are people who access sometimes right you can have five people here operating in legitimate uh prophetic gifting and one or two operating illegitimate or you can have five illegitimate whole church groups all over nigeria and everywhere they can all be legitimate they are all like crooks in the spirit the pastor may not know he can be sincere but has no clue does not know how to test we've had it here in god's lighthouse we have a lot of people with prophetic giftings i can't say i asked for it like that at least i didn't know i was asking when i was asking for icc and yesterday but from the early days to 16 17 many people seem to be able to pick things prophetically it was promised in Joel in the Bible that in the last days I'll pour my spirit. 
you know, and I believe as part of our calling and also part of the gift of grace to us. God gave us a lot of people like that. But mixed into that here and there were people from their background, their families, priesthood families, different things, knowingly unknown. Some of them don't know. Some of them will find out in the coming years. They will get to hear stories about their background. Those giftings were corrupted. In, so if those people knew Jesus, they would have been prophetic people with the grace of God. But they don't know Jesus. They worship idols. The gift is there. Who do you think they will use it and serve? Is this the, do you understand this concept of how a gift can serve either side? Can you use a car to be doing criminal enterprise? To deliver fake drugs? Can you use it to deliver genuine drugs? The same car? Is it, it shouldn't confuse you at all. It's whatever struggle you have is in your mind because you've been told certain things. Drop those things you've known. A lot of it is just wrong. I, I used to be like many of you. I didn't understand. I just thought once it is this. That's why you can't understand that someone can open their mouth down, say something, and it was from God. The next moment, say something, and it's not from God. They entered the spirit realm. There are voices. An angel of the Lord spoke. Tell him. Three days. He should change his ways. And you're waiting. And the angel has kept quiet. One demon shouts. Oh, he should bring 50K. 50,000 and settle it. The ignorant pastor. My brother, let me just make it simple for you. Bring 50,000. This is what happens to many of us. It takes 50,000. Says God, that's brought the 50,000 of. But you see, since it's not the real God that was involved in that one, it's like, I don't know what you're doing. Ignorance of scripture, ignorance in understanding, which is so rampant. Is the reason this guy is here with 50,000. And the voice says, take 5,000 out of that. Place it on the altar. You see the mixture. Mixture. It's all over. I see it everywhere. It's all over. Church groups. Every, many of the popular native churches. That's what's happening. It's not that God cannot shake someone before. I've seen people for lots of people for and up. It is why you must be grounded in the word found layer upon layer of foundations of understanding these things so you are in that space and you question who are you why are you asking for fifty thousand? identify yourself in the name of jesus silence do you serve the lord or do you speak for and he keeps quiet but the other one that is totally ignorant anything he hears she hears they repeat it because you don't know the spirit realm is a geographically spiritual place which has real import. I'd like us to stand to our feet. Let's wrap this up so the second service can start. Remember, many of you, you're new, stay, you, I encourage you to stay for the second service, okay? Some of the older people have to go because they have to go do certain things. And so there will be space for the others. Have you learned anything today? Lift your hands, tell the Lord, thank you for understanding and knowledge. In all you're getting, get understanding. Father, we thank you for light. We thank you for discernment. We thank you for illumination. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Blessed be your name. Light comes from you. Light comes from you. We are grateful for your light. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to ask the Lord.
Now, you're here. You may have not understood what it means all this time to really have your sins forgiven and be born again. I explained it. Um, some of you came late. You didn't hear it from the beginning. You need to listen to it. But today is a perfect day. I'll ask maybe when we are done, you can. I'll be in the administrative office for a while as is the protocol for the second service goes on. Apart from those who came for the first time, whom I'll pray for, then you're also saying, I do understand this getting born again thing. I'll ask that you also come in. The ushers will lead you in. You come in as a group, you know, say, I want to give my life to you. Just tell the ushers around there once we're done. You know, I have never understood it this way. I want my sins forgiven. I want my sins cleansed. I've always tried to do something. I didn't understand it. Today is a perfect day. I would suggest you don't, uh, don't joke with serious things. Do you know what many people think why they don't give their life to Jesus or get born again? They think, oh, I must be living a certain way to be born again. I don't know how to explain it. You believe that you have to have been good for a while, two, three months. Then you can now say, okay, I want to be born again. No, that's exactly what it's not. And that's what I was explaining. Is after you've been accepted, then the one who showed you that kindness can now send you, can now tell you, can you do this? Do this. Be doing this. I've helped you. Now, go on to help others. Assist others. It makes sense that you do that. That your life is now for me. Because without me, you wouldn't be. And that's a reason to thank God. I want you to ask the Lord, help me bring forth the works that are worthy. Every work I have dropped. Okay, you see those two questions gave us the sermon. Every work that I have dropped, I have not done. I beg you, help me restore. The things I began and stopped, the good works I had begun, the things you told me to do, you led me to do, that I've thrown away. Forgive me and help me restore my first love. Pray, Father, help me go back to doing that which I am meant to do, that which you called me to do. Lord, that which you demand of me, whether it is for you directly, whether it's prayer or coming to where you are, or whether it is for other people, outward works, inward or outward works, good father, I'm asking that you help us be restored. Restore your children to that which is right. Help us pay attention and align to your desire. Thank you, ancient of days, Lord. Our eyes are on you. You're the one who is constant and who doesn't change. Blessed be your name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Finally, I want you to ask the Lord that in the things of the Spirit, we will grow more and more knowledgeable. Listen, I don't want you to just pray for us. We are constantly teaching about this thing, so we have very low incidence of risk. It's it's uh, it's pray for the larger body of Christ too. So say, oh, for God's life has been also for our brethren out there, that there will be more and more knowledge and understanding of how the things of the Spirit work and that people will stop being confused and mixing up things. That God spoke through that Samuel, that someone heard the true word of the Lord through someone that was a medium does not mean you should now become the Apollower. Do you understand? You know how people say, a madman told me this thing on the road. Yes, because that madman just has access to the realm of the spirit. That's why you've all heard the stories of madmen telling people true things. Yes, someone told me how I was about to enter a car. 
And the madman say, you see, you see, you see that car? That car, they are dead. They are dead. You see, you see that car? It's finished. It's finished. That's how the man, they enter the taxi. He crossed to the other side. Entered that one pass. He entered another taxi. As he just drove, just a short distance down this, uh, uh, he called it, road. He saw that taxi. In, he had run into a, a big trailer. It had had an accident just down there. Now, so you should go and follow the madman. Tell him to start a church. You'll be his member. So this is what people do. That someone, a false prophet using juju power or using this thing, got something and said, see, your family is at risk. See, hmm. see this one. This one you're seeing. Hmm. 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 It's finished. It's finished. And then two days later, they diagnose him with one disease like this. So you now join a juju church. Don't you know Satan is a spirit being that he lives in the spirit realm, that he sees things that human eyes have not seen yet? How then did he know Jesus would be born? How was he trying to kill him? How does he know anything? How does he look at you some from even before you were born and start at trying to attack you in your mother's womb? Because he has a glimpse of things. He's not the almighty that knows everything. He has a clue. He has a grasp. He picks up on things. A Nostradamus can come up and learn to access the ways of the spirit. Do things, do things, do things, mix things. And see briefly in snatches, glimpses, and he writes them down and has faint views. All the spirit of God can come on you and take you there and tell you things and inform you. It's the same realm, but when it's God handling it, he handles it with love and goodness in mind. He handles it legally through Jesus. But when you find back roots to access, digging the ground, climbing over the fence and through the window, you are coming to the same place, a similar space. You won't see as clearly or understand as clearly or accurately because your mind is not a good mind. Your heart is not a good heart. You, it may be an ignorant heart or it may be a wicked heart because you don't serve the one. Then some, you're just ignorant. You don't even know. You just keep seeing these things. You don't even know why you see it. You're even confused. In fact, you don't even want to be seeing it. Then you keep seeing it. You run to Jesus the legal way. So he will walk with you through the door legally with permission. Not sneaking or not being kidnapped into that realm by the spirits of your forefathers. There is a proper way. That's what Christ is or Christianity. Is this clear? Being confused and not understanding the... Because everyone goes to school, physical school, and many people, you don't go to God's school, spirit school. You don't like to sit under a proper teaching ministry. You want to have your emotions stoked. You want stories about money and things. You don't want to sit down and learn about the things of God. If you will pay that price, then these things become clear and you know how to relate. First John 4, beloved, test the spirits, whether they are God. That's what the Ephesian church did with the apostle. They tested it and they concluded, no, this guy is not an apostle. That's what we try to do in this house. People come around, people say things. Sometimes someone looks perfectly okay. And we ask God two questions. Um, you know, I can't help. I, I don't know how to keep secret. Uh, I need three people. Let's just pray. And they pray. And you're seeing the opposite of what you're seeing. And you're busy there thinking I've deceived them. You haven't deceived nobody. You know how they say I was unto you like nine months ago. In fact, before you came, they saw you. That's legitimate use 
for the protection of God's people. It's proper reason. As opposed to let's use it and look, does this one have money? If, we, if I had the love of money, I was bad in any way. You know, pray, pray, pray. Does he have money? Someone will see the amount of money in your account and say, I can see 782,000. Take your phone, check your account. The Lord is saying that half of whatever is there belongs to Check, is it correct? You walk away. How would they not give it? People have seen people's family heirloom in their wardrobe, in the house. Prophet. So I see a diamond. I, it's, a, it's a family heirloom. The Lord is saying you should give it to him. The average person will give it at once because they don't understand that people can go to the spirit realm and come back and be legality. You presume that as long as it touched the spirit realm, it must be correct. So as long as this man of God got into the spirit realm, got a healing, brought it out, anything he says must be right, therefore. That's why you test all things. First Thessalonians 5, and only hold fast to what is good. Did, did you hear who said it? That's Papa <laughs> that said it. Did you hear it in Bishop oh, that said it? Who are you? So test what he says. Test. All things. Who said it? God. Does it align with his word? Does it align with his heart? Does it align with how God is shown to be? If it aligns, accept it. If it does not align, every vibe, yes, I know he said this. I know he prophesied this. But why would God say, come, yeah, girl. God is saying, I should take you on as a wife, but a wife of the spirit. It won't be out. It will be between me and you. It's something God is joining together. Have people done this thing? There's nothing they have not done. I am seeing that this morning, before you woke up, you, you are dead. You have melted. How could he know if it is not God? You fool. They said you should read your Bible. Tell, tell him, so I cannot be God. This one, you don't need to go and read anything. There's no need. Cannot be God. The scripture say in the beginning, made them male and female, not females. Have you heard that before? Huh? Man of God. Your brother is becoming man of man. Man of God, you are wrong, sir. God could not have said that. And secret. No, 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 no. If it's marriage, it must be open. It must be. <laughs> you are wrong. Karaba! Are you doubting me? Go shabro koshita. Yes. Have you heard me? I know I'm saying in a humorous way, but I'm totally serious. Have no fear. Yes, you respect him because all this other time he was okay. This is how so many men of God, because he entered the spirit realm, he may be lying because he's lusting after her, or he may have heard it actually, but he didn't test it. He thought like, I am known too well in this place. How can a demon talk to me? I've been coming here 25 years. Not once have I missed it. There's always a day for attack. Daniel, did Daniel used to get revelations before? So the day they kidnapped his, the angel that was bringing a message, was it not a day? Did Jesus used to walk around free before? Did they catch him and beat him one day? Eh? Did Joseph find favor left and right before? Did his brothers catch him and sell him one day? Should I go on? You don't understand. There's nothing like the spirit realm bows to me. Who are you? That spirit that you said, these spirits have been in this realm for 6,000 years. You, you showed 25 years ago. That other one has been here for 4,820. Who are you? They are afraid of you in their realm. You that is even man with a spirit. Because they've given you access, suddenly you are the most powerful being. Even Jesus is hearing Satan turn it into bread. 
He tested. No, 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 that's not my father. I live by every word from the Lord. Lord, you jump down, start your ministry if they splash. No, 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 no. You came to get the kingdoms of this world. Just bow like this. Collect the kingdom now. Let's, let's not waste time. Get behind me, Satan. Depart from me. He tested, and that's not God. He rebuked him. That's what you do with the devil. Is this clear? Yes, I want you to ask the Lord to help you grow in knowledge and understanding of the things of the Spirit, and that God should help the body of Christ in our land. Please, God, help us. Open them, uh, their eyes. Educate, 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 educate. Give understanding and illumination into the things of the Spirit. Deliver us from the deception that is rife. Lord God, let there be a wave of enlightenment going through the body of Christ. Wherever two or three are gathered in your name, knowingly or unknowingly, operating in confusion and blindness, open their eyes, open their eyes, open their eyes. Let them see the light. Let them see the light. Let them see the light. Let discernment come to dwell with them. Let there be comprehension. Let the Spirit of the Lord rest on us. Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Spirit of counsel and might. Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Anything and everything that comes that disagrees with these dimensions of the truth of God. Let it be exposed for what it is. Thank you, great God, for you are mighty to save. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I'm asking that you promise the path of the righteous shine better and better to the perfect day. As I look at everyone here who has stumbled, struggled, you said we should return to what we once dwelt on. I ask that that time come now. Amen. I'm requesting, oh great God, that there be a return. Amen. A returning. Amen. Restore to us the joy of our salvation. Amen. Renew a right spirit within us. Amen. Thank you. Good Father, I ask you, help the weak. Amen. Yes, God, strengthen the weak. Amen. Bring them back to you. Amen. Since you drove mankind away, then you drew him back again. You promised that in every nation, in every generation, those who call on you, oh Lord, you come to them. If they come with a single heart, you reveal yourself with power and in this hour. For in your presence, as for as for joy, your right of pleasure stand above. Yeah.
every offering that is given that has been given already i ask that you cause it to serve your purposes and your kingdom and i ask that you cause it to multiply replenish your lord good god help us be those who have enjoyed kindness who show kindness to others who live not for ourselves anymore but for you who died and rose again thank you amen I'm asking that this week, everyone that is parting for us now, your grace and mercy will go with them. And give them wisdom and counsel and instruction. They'll be agents of righteousness. Yes, God. Legal participants in the purposes of heaven. Thank you. May your water and everything you do, the works of your hands be blessed. Thank you. Amen. Amen. All right, so let me make this announcement again. I'll pray for the first time as some of you came for the second service. I think some people still don't know what time it meets. Many of you came by nine o'clock, you know, so I guess you stay for this next part of the service. Hear me. But those who, uh, you know, normally we have two services, we've been having eight and ten. Eight and ten. All right. Um, we did some of this again also for the student population because of the exam time. If we're going to make a change, we're going to put it out there. So if you want to come for the earlier service, come. We actually encourage every new person to come for the both services. It's always going to be something different and you need to learn these things. You need to know them. For me, nothing is, I don't do anything for fun. Nothing is just done. Oh, it's a Sunday. Let's give a sermon. There's nothing like that. You saw today. All I preach was the questions because I stood here and all I could hear is, you know, they have the sermon. So I asked and they gave me and I preached it. But it we are not, this it, it is not a show. This is not a, a requirement, a ritual. Sunday mornings, we go out to church. If some of you think like that, it's unfortunate. May you grow up and out of that. 
No, we are preparing for much. There's much. There's much. There's, we are at war now. The war will increase. It will get hotter and hotter. I've told you this for many years. One day, all these things will be so clear to everybody. People will be wondering, how did we know? We are at war. Everything, commands are going forth from the two kingdoms. Instructions are being given. Orders are being given. People are rallying. Soldiers are reporting for duty. People are being appointed to post. Everything is happening. You come, you hear a sermon, just say it was a sermon. It's not just a sermon. It's instructions for battle. Sometimes people are being freed. Sometimes we are preaching and all that. We are going in, we are breaking chains, breaking chains. So you can join the army. At every time, something of great importance is happening. None of it is just traditional. Are there people gathered playing? Yes. People that don't even know about anything I just said. They don't know about war. They don't know about that. They just say, well... Some people gather to collect, oh, this is the day you collect money from people and add and pay off for the land. You know, there's all sorts of craziness going on. They are the children, then they are those who have a clue of what the Lord is doing. We want to train people who have understanding. You need to understand. In all you're getting, you must understand. Jesus rose from the dead and he met them. He says, he opened their understanding that they might understand. Because understanding changes how you perceive things. If you understood that it was a fraud, would you have put your money in it? No. You didn't understand. That's why you lost all your savings. Yeah. Understanding is vital for good or evil. So I am encouraging you to seek to be. We meet on Wednesdays. We meet on Fridays. Be here. Wednesday, Friday, 5 p.m. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.